Welcome to Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Gabison. I'm here with Dorian Cody. What up, what up? And BJ Thomas. Jimmy Butler, hold out your boy, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown. I told you, <laughs> I told you he's the biggest dog in this fight, and those boys cannot match up. No. I don't care if they win yeah. two games in a row. They're not half the man Jimmy Butler is. No. And, yeah, and I agree. Game three looks like they just quit. They just like they did not want to be there. Now, um, just for everyone's reference, we're actually recording during game four. Um, Miami's up by six at halftime. So the Celtics looks like they actually care. Um, but they're not winning the series. They're not they playing this out. They haven't pissed Jimmy off this game yet. No. <laughs> so, yeah. This man, if I if I got the story correct, this man slept in a car. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fuck with him. Right. What you can't make it any worse than it's already been in his life. Right. You can make Jason Tatum's life worse. You can make Jalen Brown's life worse. You are not going to make Jimmy Butler's life any worse than it already has been. He's been in, he's been in darker places. And mm-hmm. do not antagonize this man. Yeah, right. I just I, I think it's funny. Like he, when he wins, we was in Chicago. Like he was the adult in the room, even as a rookie. He, he didn't yeah. play much, but he was the adult in the room. And then Tibbs got there. He was averaging twenty points a game, and was like, "Y'all get on my back. I got this." And yeah. then I want to say it was Fred Hoiberg that he didn't get along with because let's go from Thibodeau to Hoiberg. That's a good idea. Went to Minnesota yeah. and he was like, y'all a bunch of kids. I don't want to be e- here. Everybody's knees rejoiced when that happened, though. <laughs> this yeah. is true. Oh, thank you. I don't have to run all day. But I'll tell you what, my favorite Jimmy Butler story is when he took the, bun- the G League players and destroyed the Minnesota Timberwolves yep. in practice while screaming at the GM, you can't win without me. Pay yeah, yeah. me. Pay me. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. One one Jimmy Butler story I like was because he was a highly recruited coming out of high school, and I think only only Marquette was the school that recruited him. And he told, I think it was Buzz Williams. He said, he says, "You recruit me, I'll make sure that I make you millions of dollars. You won't well, regret d- it." Don't forget that <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Okay. So he he was he did go straight to Marquette. I thought it was a Ju- yeah. yeah. No, he, he was a JUCO player. I take that. Yeah. Back. He never thought he was going to make it. Nope. Jimmy yeah. never thought he was going to make it. Now, and yeah. if you want the the best Jimmy Butler story, and I think what fuels him every single day is when he played in Philly. Philly was good. The Philly had to make a choice: do you want Jimmy, or do you want Ben Simmons? Yep. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, that. that does not fuel Jimmy Butler. That yeah. that makes Jimmy Butler laugh every morning when he gets up. He's like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, those guys are idiots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, I bet they're regretting. It. I, who was I think it was Shaco Barkley was like, "Hey, like, Philly needs to throw the book at uh, Jimmy Butler if they can." But nah, he he said in Miami, "That's too late now." Yeah, too late. I mean, and yeah. is there really a better combination nowadays with Butler and Spo, like coach player? <laughs> you mean you mean Butler and Pat Riley? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But see, but that's the thing about Pat Riley though. Pat Riley. Like commands that respect. Like, like Pat Riley was the one that told Magic, like, no, nah, this is what you're gonna do. He told LeBron, well, no, this is what you're gonna do. You gotta remember, right. this is the closest thing that Pat Riley has coached to anybody he coached in the '80s or '90s is Jimmy yeah, Butler. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. Butler would have been just fine in the '80s, '70s, '80s, and '90s. Mm-hmm. Right. He's a he's a junkyard dog. Yeah, yeah. So, can you compare him to any players from back in the day? Is there anybody? You're not going to like it. But as far as that mentality, he's very close to Michael and Kobe. 
I mean, where, I can see that. Where you he, push him past the limit, he's going to make your life hell, and then he's going to rub it in your face. The yeah. Jimmy Butler is Michael Jordan's son conspiracy theory? I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, I'm not saying his skills, because Michael and Kobe are way better oh, scorers yeah. than Jimmy. Yeah. But right. that mentality of if you fuck with me, I'm going to make you pay, and then I'm going to let you know what you did wrong. Yeah. yeah. He basically sons people. Like, he acts like he's their father. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, well, you need a lesson. You need a lesson right here, right now, on national TV in the playoffs. One second. And he demasculated Grant Williams. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, I, I... And Al Horford. Yeah. And Carl and Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. Like he's he's gone through this league and just shredded people who have crossed his path. I mean, I'm that, I'm waiting that, for Grant Williams to, to pull a Chris, you know, Bruce Jenner. Grant Williams looks like a <laughs> Mario. Grant, Grant Williams looks like a Mario Brothers character. <laughs> I'm, gonna say that. I'm gonna say that. I have never seen arms that short on a body like that. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a raptor. You no, know, at the risk of, or at the risk of accidentally running into Grant Williams and getting punched in the face one day, it looks like his mom fucked a T Rex. <laughs> oh man! I, I saw a great stat about Pat Riley because uh, BJ brought him up. So the seventy-six years that the NBA has been in existence, obviously there have been seven. This will be the seventy-sixth NBA Finals. Pat Riley has participated in them as a player, coach, or executive in 24.6% of the time. Oh, wow. I mean, he is the NBA. Yeah. 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 He he knows his stuff. But let, let, let's talk about the heat, though. Like, like, the number of undrafted players that they have shows that you can put the right team together and be able to win a championship because it takes heart. And those well, guys are like, you know, and and that's what I was going back to with with the Spolstra, the Butler thing, is yeah, Pat Riley did the construction of the roster and has done a great job, but Spolstra gets in there and tell you know, gets them coaches them up every single night. Yep, and puts yep. them in the in the right positions. I I heard it best. I forget who it was. It was somebody on ESPN. So I will give them credit if I figure it out. Was most coaches will try to figure out what the player can't do. And we'll try to hide that. Spolcher has a really good job of figuring out exactly what that player is really good at and mm-hmm. highlights that. And then yeah. it's almost like a Bill Belichick of the NBA where I want this specific kind of player and mm-hmm. it, it will fit. And yep. and I, I said this a couple years ago. Um, the, the bench players of the NBA now are not the bench players of the NBA when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. Like these guys can still play. Right. They may not have the talent of the LeBrons of the Durants of the world, but they can still kick everyone else's ass. Right, right, um, absolutely, and um, and also too in this in today's NBA, these bench players they also have an understanding of like, hey, you know what? When I get in, like it's my job because usually because back in the day the bench players like, okay, okay, it's my job to get in. I need to maintain the chemistry. So when Larry Bird is ready to come back in, I, I can at least make the game at least a little easier for him, right? Be coming in. Today's NBA, these bench players are like, hey, when I come in, like I'm trying to come in to make a name for myself. So I'm, I'm trying to mine. score. Yeah. Right. So. Well, you got a player like Duncan Robinson, you know, mm-hmm. and again, went from, I think, a D3 school to Michigan to the NBA, what's undrafted. 
at Michigan and also in the NBA, he has a very specific set of skills. Defense is not one of them, but he has a very specific set of offensive skills. And as a coach, if you know how to utilize those, you can capitalize on it. And back in the day, there were probably five or six really good coaches. And the other ones were like, Duncan, go, I need you to penetrate. And he's like, I'm sure, because that's what I'm asked to do. And it's just not good at it. I miss the hatchet man. I miss the guy that coming the the hatchet man. That role is just about dead. Yeah. The guy that would come in, slap somebody six times, then sit out the rest of the game. You mean Jeff Turner? Oh no, Jeff Jeff was a three point shooter. I mean like uh Yeah, I saw that firsthand. Insert six ten white guy here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He just come in, slap the center, and then go sit down. Yeah. 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 Do you think that do you think that Golden State got rid of the 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 hack? No, no, no uh, it's been before Sha- that. Shaq, Shaq retiring did it. Yeah, Shaq was the last mm-hmm. great center. Gotcha. He's the who's the last one worth following. Yep. Yeah. They, gotcha. I mean, I can't remember what interview I saw it was, but they they say Shaq changed the way NBA built rosters that you'd have to bring centers in just to use up their fouls. Right. Yeah. Which was. Sha- that wasn't just Shaq. That was Ewing, Olajuwon, mm-hmm. Robinson, like people you couldn't stop that were bigger than you. You got to slap right. them. Right. You got to you wear them out. You don't have that anymore. Right. No. And part of that is there's no really truly great center. And part of that is there's no there's no one that wants to play in the low block anymore. That's true. Um, besides, uh, I would say consistently it's really been Embiid and Joker are all the ones that play with well, and, and Joker Joker doesn't yeah. play in the low block he plays more free throw line and Embiid yeah. keeps drifting and drifting and drifting yeah. like he wants to be outside so bad and if yeah. if Embiid had a good coach that told him no your ass will be on that on that block yeah. and he will knock it off it and if you shoot a three I'm benching you then he would average probably 40 a night but he doesn't he has Doc Rivers who just is a pushover and, and Jokic, like I said, he he is great at what he does. But if you watch, a lot of times he's either a ball handler or he facilitates from the free throw line at the top of the key. He does not mm-hmm. normally, you know, post up down low. And what I mean by that is get his position and get have the point guard give him the ball. If he posts up, he's doing it himself. Yeah, right. and I mean, I think Embiid hmm? in what six years. Seven years has thirteen hundred three point attempts. That's disgusting. Yes, thirteen hundred and fifty two. Like, and he's shooting thirty three percent. Yeah, those are essentially wasted possessions. Well, I, you know, here's the thing: she's wide open out there. And he gets it in the flow of the offense. I really don't have a problem with him shooting it, to be honest with you. But if he's going out there for those shots, if he's, yeah. you know what I mean? If he's going out there for those shots or getting the ball at the free throw line and backing up a couple steps and taking that shot, I got a problem with it. Yeah. But I always felt in basketball, if you're open, you got to take the shot. You got to be a yeah. constant threat. That's one of the things that kills me about Giannis is earlier, early Giannis is. Just because you can't shoot it doesn't mean you shouldn't shoot it all the time. In situations, mm-hmm. late game, close games, I get it. But you have to be a threat. You have to have that defensive player come to you. Mm-hmm. Once they sag off you, like the, um, 
Who are they doing? That? Who's Draymond doing that to this year? Ben Simmons, wasn't it? Yeah. But he just well, dropped down to the free throw line. You got two defenders in the paint now. Yeah, no, it was I, Russell Westbrook. Actually. Yeah, was Westbrook. Watching. That's what it was yeah. Westbrook. And now you got two people in the paint. Nobody's driving that lane in the NBA. No. I was watching the, the Lakers Denver game last night, and I want to say it was Schroeder. It was in the corner, and like there was nobody there. Like yeah. literally, his man saw him catch the ball and ran back. Mm-hmm. Like they, yeah. they have no confidence they're going to make the shot. They're like, just take it. Yeah. And and to BJ's point, if you you have to, and you have mm-hmm. to at least be a threat. But mm-hmm. Embiid, if he's taking three or four threes a game in the flow of the offense, okay. But he's not. Yeah. He's taking like six or seven. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. have. I, I don't. You'll never hear me complain about that. Yeah. So, but I do want to want to get to the the West Finals, which are over, four games, yeah. and it's over. Less swept, well, the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I'll give it to him. He 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 was gassed. Like he knew. Like I I don't have anybody else. This, this is what I think, though. I think that Darvin. I think Coach Darvin Ham should have ran more. He's responsible for that roster. I don't want to hear. I don't have anybody else. Right. Which, which to my point is that he should have ran. Darvin Ham should have ran more plays for Austin Reeves outside of LeBron. Austin Reeves was the only one that was on. Well, and that was the thing. Like, I w- I was watching the game, and when LeBron had was like twenty one in the first quarter, mm-hmm. I'm like, he's going to be done by the third. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's how you do it. He, he just he blew his wand in the first quarter. Yeah, and then on top of that too, like with with AD, Jokic had five fouls. You couldn't find a way to try to get him in foul trouble. Take it to him at least. He, yeah, he, he, he had five thousand. Was guarding LeBron in the fourth well, quarter, and yeah. D'Angelo Russell is, cannot defend an equally an equal comparison on offense. Yeah. If if somebody can score at the level of D'Angelo Russell, he's a liability. Yeah, yeah. because he cannot stop. He uh, Murray was eating him up he, whole series, whole series. Oh, killer. You're oh, talking about a you're you're talking about a guy that was in the max contract player discussion, mm-hmm. having to be pulled out of a game because he can't stop the opposing point guard at all. Yeah. At all. At all. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a star is born. Yeah. Murray. Well, no, Murray's no. making a name for himself. No, I, 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 I'm going to counter that. He that star was born in 2020. He just got hurt. Yeah. Like yeah. the the bubble playoff series when I don't I don't even count those. Hey, they they still they count in the, in the record books, and he was averaging on the one was like forty when he played Utah. Yeah, they count Mark McGuire's home runs in the record books too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm 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 just impressed with Jokic and Murray's like chemistry, especially off the pick and roll. They're gonna be it, it's wherever team come out. Well, more like a bit like the Heat. They're gonna have a. Difficult time with that pick and roll with Jokic and Murray. It, whenever your center is the facilitator, it's always hard. Always and an and the, the difference between Jokic and someone like Dwight Howard. Now, again, prime Dwight when he was in Orlando was a great facilitator. He couldn't dribble worse shit. Right. Jokic? Right. Jokic is a point center. Yeah, Dude, they have a 6'10 shooting guard in Porter Jr. That guy's crazy. Yeah. Like... They they have not been declared a big three, but Denver has a big three. Yeah. And yeah. and Porter Jr. is another one. Like he was supposed to be a high draft pick. 
Yeah, he I was. remember it was like two or three or four. He got, in, he got, he injured, got hurt his he? back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He injured, and he right. fell at fifteen, I think. And he's yep. out. He's out here looking like a six-six guard, only he's six-ten. Yeah, right. And and we said that going into the series is Denver has Jokic and Murray, but they also have Porter. They have KCP every so often. Aaron Gordon's good for at least ten or fifteen a night. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you ever, in your wildest imagination, when you were younger, think you're going to see a six-ten guy pull up on the fast break? Yes, because I watched Chris Webber play. He didn't shoot threes. I was going to say, uh, for me, it was Keith Van Horn. He was like the first guy that was like, for me, that I can remember, like 6'11". No, I take it back. Tim Thomas. Remember Tim Thomas? Uh, Buck, small he, forward, 6'10". Larry's 6'8", 6'9", but that's a unicorn. I'm talking about consistently. We're seeing like Durant. Michael Porter Jr. Like we're seeing big guys pull up at three point line. Yeah. On the yeah. break, off the dribble, on the move. It's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, like I wouldn't even say Rashid. Rashid is a spot up three point shooter. Yeah. Rashid, even Rashard Lewis. Dude, Rashid was a spot up knockdown three point shooter. Oh, yeah. Rashid <laughs> yeah. in that corner was, it's over. Yep. Start yeah. running the other way. But I mean, it it again. It looks like Miami is is going to take the series, even if they don't take it tonight. They're still up by three. I I will never bet against Jimmy. And what we can do our NBA final uh, preview next week because it doesn't start until the first. Mm-hmm. I'm not betting against Jimmy, but that Denver team looks scary good. I want Denver, Dorian to yeah. apologize for what he said last week about the Celtics and Jimmy Butler. <laughs> and what was that? I don't know. Something stupid. <laughs> oh, well, I, I stand on what I said. I ain't apologizing for anything. So I stand on what I said. I thought Jaylen, I, I thought the law firm of Brown and no, Taylor they, was going to take They it. have been sued for malpractice. They are no longer a functioning <laughs> law firm. They are no longer a functioning law firm. And just to back up my claim, the most three-pointer Chris Webber ever shot in a season was 205 with Washington, and then they put him in the post where he should be. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So Dang. 205 but, the whole year, for the whole season, or his career? Whole season, whole season in Washington, ninety seven, ninety eight. That's about that, the highest was ninety five. It's roughly two and a half again. Yeah, that's like a that's like a month for the average NBA player three point shooter, right now nowadays two oh five. Isn't that like a month worth of three pointers? Mm. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson have hit three hundred in the season. Yeah, have hit three hundred. Hit. hit. Yeah, hit hit. Gotcha. Hit. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So so that means that if they hit, that means they had to shoot like what six hundred. Yeah, because Curry's Curry like only 45 to 50 percent shooting threes. So if he's hitting three, 300, he's probably shooting about 650. Damn. Let's let's see. <laughs> outside of outside of his Washington bullet, the bullets, because that's what they were. Get over it. The Washington bullet years. <laughs> you can't put any five seasons together that equal. Clay Thompson or uh, Steph Curry's best year. For Chris Webber, which isn't a, it's not a fair comparison. He wasn't a three point shooter. Look at Giannis. Can you can you pull up Gian, uh, Giannis comparison? That's probably a better comparison. You think Giannis taking more threes than Webber in the season? Oh, Giannis, yes. dude, Chris Webber took eight eighty three for the career. One second, let me get Giannis up here. So while while he's doing that, well, Dorian, I want to ask you this question: mm-hmm. If you're Boston. Where do you go? Like, what can you do? Giannis has attempted 720, 1721 already. 
Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yep. His first three years were sketchy, 118, 44, and 109. Then after that, he's like, let it fly. 180, yeah. 140, 200, 293, 221, 242, 171. And he's hitting at 28%. Yeah, that's, that's, that's today's game, folks. Yep. Mm. So, my, but yeah, to, to, to answer your question, um, I would say Boston needs to go back to just like cutting three pointers, man, and start taking it to the hoop and get the foul. Because BJ, they're relying on three pointers. They're shooting, I think, twenty one percent, I think. I agree with you. BJ just said it. It's today's game. As much as I today's don't game. like it, it's yeah. today's game. Now I, I again I completely agree with you. Drive the ball. Get a better yeah. shot. Yeah. But the problem is is a lot of teams that can shoot it are hitting around forty forty between thirty eight and forty two percent. You're not gonna win this game. It's like in football. You cannot trade touchdowns and field goals. That's not how this works. You're right. You're right. And unfortunately, because there are teams that are good at this, Nuggets, Warriors, such and of the like, you have to shoot the three ball. And if you don't mm-hmm. have people on your team that can hit it, then everybody's got to shoot it until well, somebody and, hits it. In Boston, yeah. I mean, their their season percentage was thirty seven point seven percent from three. Yeah, they just sucked against Miami. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jay- Jason Tatum sucked. The rest of the team, we figured that out the other day when I was walking. Like, <laughs> Jason Tatum sucked. The rest of the team was about, what did we figure out, 38%? Yeah. And Jason Tatum brought their average down to, what was it, 34? Yeah. Oh, oh in, in game three? Yeah, we figured that all out uh, this weekend when I was walking. Yeah, Do you think- BJ was doing math while, while exercising. That was fun. <laughs> it was. It was a blast. It kept my head occupied. And I looked up and I was at nine and a half miles. Do you think Jason Tatum is afraid of the moment? Like, what? What do you think yes. is, is this issue? No, I don't think he's afraid of the moment because he takes the shots. I think he is not as good as he thinks he is. There you go. Hot take. So, how does he improve on that though? If you, uh, you're a coach, how do you, you get are him who you it? are? Don't go to Duke and be like every other Dukey except Grant Hill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you are at this point. Both Tatum and Brown are who they are. Yeah, we're seven years into this experiment. Yeah, and break and it that, up, move it on. That thank you for actually answering the question. Yeah, who do you say. trade, Tatum or Brown? Tatum, he's the most inconsistent. I know what I'm getting with Jalen Brown. Yeah. Do you think you can get like anything remotely close to pennies on to dollar for dollar? Don't give a flying shit. It's time to end this experiment. <laughs> no, at some at some point you have to get what you can, but I'm not going to drag this out any longer. Now, yeah. I'm going to put one more caveat to that. So Tatum is signed, I think, for the next three years. Mm-hmm. Brown has a contract coming up now. Mm-hmm. Sign Brown, give Tatum to the Timberwolves. Timberwolves will take him. All okay. right. You know the Timberwolves will take him. They're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now I will say this. The one place where I think Tatum can thrive is in Milwaukee with Giannis. Yeah. The pressure will be off him. All he has to be is a shot maker and like a a, no, a solid number two. Basically, what would happen to uh, Aunt, uh, Brandon? What's his name? Bradley Beal if he came to Orlando, mm-hmm. be a good number two, solid number two, maybe the and, best in the league. And and maybe that's where Tatum is. I mean, and he's definitely not a number one, but he's a really good number two, and that's okay. This is what I think, though. I think both of those guys are number twos. Jalen Brown's not a superstar. No. 
And that's the thing that Boston signs him. They're going to pay him $50 million a year. Well, that's the going rate. That's just tough tits. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. It's how it is right now. It is, it's like the three-point shot. There's just certain things you're going to have to do. Overpaying is one of them, unfortunately. Because mm-hmm. they can't lose both of them. That's full-blown rebuild. Yeah. yeah. But they're going to have to get someone there to score for Jalen or with Jalen. And man, I'd focus on consistency. People that just have put numbers up over a certain period of time and do it on a day in and day out basis, mm-hmm. save for a few special exceptions. How about yeah. just a ball handler who doesn't turn the ball over? Remember, Tatum set the record for the most turnovers in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, they had that and they traded him to New Jersey or Brooklyn, <laughs> whatever, wherever they are now. Yeah. They just with Tatum. I just think with him, I just, he just let the game come to him. Hey, you know what? Except the fact that where you know what in the playoffs, you may be good for averaging seventeen points a game. This gets back to me saying he's not as good as he thinks he is. He thinks he's a one. He's not a one. You are not LeBron. You are not Durant. You're not. You can't take. You cannot take games over on a consistent basis. Just because you like Kobe doesn't mean you are Kobe. Just because you wear the shirt doesn't mean you can wear the shoes. Right. You know, and he had that that really horrible game six, except for the fourth quarter, which bled into the really great game seven and then has not done shit since. Did he not yeah. lead the playoffs in turnovers last year? He, he didn't lead the league in turn the, the league the in playoffs. The he playoffs. set a record for the most turnovers yeah. in a playoff yeah. Yeah. ever, ever in the history of ever. I was waiting for him to hold up a sign like Wilt Chamberlain, 100, because that's how many turnovers he had. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just, I'm not hmm. seeing it. I'm not, he's done nothing to impress me. Anybody that gets to the NBA can give you 50 points. Mm-hmm. Most of the scorers that get to the NBA can give you 50 points once in their career. He, he's done nothing to impress me. This experiment's oh. over. I, so we'll go to the other coast. Or the Lakers do. Uh, um, I hope they bring it all back and wallow in the failure again. I'd love <laughs> to see it again. I would absolutely love to see it. I'm not down for anybody that dubs themselves the king or the chosen one and then decides to come into the league and do some shit. I don't know. Man. I'm just not a fan. Never been a fan. He hinted that he might retire, which I doubt he will. He is a marketer, and he's drumming up clicks and reads and monetary things. Well, and he's also not going to just retire. He's going to announce his retirement at the beginning of the season and have a farewell tour with every city giving him the big thank yous and having Windhorse suck his dick every night. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know how Windhorse is going to get out there with LeBron and sucking his own dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think I think one thing they're going to do is I think I think that they're going to I really believe that they're going to explore what to do with Anthony Davis. I think I think they're going to try to put a package together to send him. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to send him to Chicago and try to get some veterans like a uh, Nick Vooch, like a Nick Vooch, and uh, and like like some other like and they might try to get Caruso back to try to get a team um, around LeBron for this next go round. I, I mean, know they- so. If if they're going to trade Davis, I mean they're 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 going to get a haul because he's due forty million next year, forty three million the following year. So just to make the money work, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And and Vooch has said to his credit, and I, I don't know what he was on, he actually said that he would take a pay cut to play for, wait for it, the Orlando Magic again. Now he was loved in Orlando world. Oh yeah. Like like everybody loved him. I'm not gonna lie, when I when I found out that he was traded, you know, I he kind of did something to me because I like Vooch. Yeah, uh, you know. Um wow. That would be something. But yeah, the 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 Lakers. I'm talking about that. Vooch. What the fuck are we talking about Vooch? Who's that guy? <laughs> Dorian Brown brought up training Anthony Davis for Vooch. No, not yeah. not just for Vooch, but having the package together because the thing is they need. I mean, do Vooch you think and that? Right, right, right. I mean, I mean, he'll be more reliable than uh than Anthony Davis. I mean, he may not. I be, ain't he might saying have the, the, the talent. Well, I mean, yeah. If you just if you only need 15 rebounds a game. Yeah, but. Oh what? Yeah, Davis is like like a freaking roller coaster. Like <laughs> I could I could tell you he would was gonna have a bad game last night because it was an even game. Yeah, like that's the way his playoffs are gone. The odd number of games he scores a lot. The even number of games he doesn't. Yeah. Is anything more frustrating than watching nature give a body to a person and then watch him not use it properly? <laughs> like, it's just like it's like yes. If I was six ten, I'd be making a cameo on this fucking podcast because I'd be busy this weekend. <laughs> like, God right. dang. Go down there, put somebody out of the way, fucking dunk on them, run back down to the other end of the forest, sling that ball into the bleachers and do it all over again. I don't understand this. <laughs> oh, so in answer to your question, Dorian. So they uh, they could trade A D for Levine straight up because the money would work. Mm. Okay, Levine is from. Is he? Is he from California? No, he's from Spokane, Washington. That's where he's from. Well, I mean, he'll be back in the West Coast. Oh, he's from the Good Nugs. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but again, but even if they did trade for Zach Levine, right? Like, how's that going to look uh, with LeBron? It, he, it doesn't. Re- it doesn't really make them better, right? Oh, uh, right. I don't know. Perimeter scoring is what wins games right now. Yeah, but I mean, their their defense without Davis is god awful. Yeah, where's DeAndre Jordan? I think he's across town. Is he playing no, with the Clippers? Uh, no, DeAndre Jordan is on the Nuggets. He's going to be in the NBA Finals. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Hell. awesome. Well, so so is Udonis Haslam. So, <laughs> by the way, I think he was playing for the Heat when we were still in high school. He, oh shit, he was. <laughs> no, no, he no, was at no. Florida. Yeah, no, no, he, he was at Florida, and then when we we were we were graduated. We went to the. Uh, I wanted. I'm he was sure. playing for the Heat when I discovered liquor. Yeah, <laughs> I want to mm. say that he played for the Gators when Tim Tebow was there. No, he wasn't. No, that that was Joachim Noah and them. Oh, okay. And, and Al Horford, and, yeah. And Hal Horford and uh, who is it? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, and um, Mike Torian Miller. Green. Yeah, Mike, Mike Miller was there. Was that no. the, that wasn't the Bradley Bill? No, team. no, no. Mike Miller was with was there with Haslam. Haslam. Yeah, because I play. I was on a. I went to a rec center at UF, and Mike Miller was playing on the court next to me. Yeah, it was Mike Miller, Udonis Haslam, Teddy Dupay, which Teddy Dupay, I think, is one of the 
top five greatest high school players in five state of Florida ever. Didn't he get in trouble for pot just like Jason Williams did? Yep. Yep, he did. He did. That's a good reason to end a young man's career because he likes to get high. Yeah, it's not a performance enhancing drug, guys. I don't know. It depends. Uh, it, because, and I'll, I'll put it this way to you. Maybe not physically, but mentally it'll ease you off of some things to where like, uh, like for instance, if my back hurt and I got stoned, it didn't fix my back, but I sure didn't give a fuck about it. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, so I don't know if it's a physical, probably not physically, but it'll take the anxiety out of some things. And I think in that way, it could enhance your performance. That's fair. A good shooter is a free shooter. If you're thinking about it, you're lost. It's true. So just a, a, a game check. So it's about three minutes to go in the third. Boston's actually up by nine. Um, this is, I think, the first time they've won a third quarter of this series. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if maybe Great Williams won't piss Jimmy Butler off this in this game. So, oh, no, he's... <laughs> He has learned to keep his little Yoshi looking at quiet. <laughs> <laughs> That's who he is. He's Yoshi. He's not T Rex. I figured the, it out. Does, does Jimmy uh, punch him like Mario punched Yoshi? No. That's the thing. I don't think Jimmy's going to punch you. <laughs> I think Jimmy's just going to embarrass you on national TV. <laughs> I tell you what, I'd rather be punched in the face than embarrassed on national TV. You can punch me in the locker room, and I'll be happy. You embarrass me on national TV, I'm going to think about you for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. No, it's going to be there, too. <laughs> I was going to be there. YouTube, TikTok, 20 years later, some dumbass kid's going to find the clip and post it on TikTok. And that's the thing nowadays. I mean, it's once it's posted, it's there forever. Mm. Forever. Word to the OnlyFans hookers. <laughs> <laughs> so... With that, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back in a few minutes. Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 21.